0: Welcome to The Riot Podcast, where we have practical discussions on how to share your faith, see the news from God's eyes, and answer some of faith's hardest questions.
1: Welcome to The Riot Podcast, everybody. (laughs) This is Bob Shoneman, along with my co-host, Pete Robertson. (laughs) What? What? (laughs) I uh, like stuttering <laughs> over up? your name. What's up, gentlemen? I was gonna introduce Christine, but I'm like, I
0: like. Well, she'll be on the show today. Yeah, she will be. Yeah. But she, Barry won't be on the show. Where's Barry at?
1: Barry's busy, man. He's got he's doing some ministry stuff that uh, I'm sure he'll be excited to share with us when he gets back. Um, I'm excited to hear all the details. Yeah, he and, has some uh, new stuff coming up. He does. <clears throat> so I'm excited does. too. So it's exciting. Yeah. It, it's either that or he's taking care of his his 47 puppies yeah so is if, you, that, if is you that want what the last count was <laughs> if you want to pu- no, i'm exaggerating <laughs> a little bit but hey you know if you're in the market for a puppy we, you know he's got some labs he's got some what are those little
0: he has a french bulldog thank you that's yeah. the
1: little frenchies he's yeah. got the little frenchies so don't go out and White steal lab, one at gunpoint buy one yeah to do it the right way I yeah mean, if you're
0: listening to this and man. you're in the florida area yeah. or even closer for Georgia deliver. And whatever. Yeah, they'll, they'll deliver. We'll, we'll bring it. they'll get you a, <laughs> they'll deliver
1: we'll you can just reach out.
0: out to us and we'll P connect you P will deliver
1: it for you for a small thousand dollar charge yeah right based on state so yeah.
0: depends on the gas yeah speaking it's of going right. out of state but you I went out of state
1: I was in Virginia last week yeah you did what did so you do my, well my in-laws are from uh, are not from they live in Williamsburg Virginia they are from there too um It's where my wife grew up, so we like to go back every summer and and let Sammy spend some time with the grandparents, so we had a good time. Um, They're actually still there. They're flying home uh, at the end of the week, Uh, but I went up there for a week and came back. What's the weather like? It was hot. It It was like, But unlike Orlando, the the mornings were cool, so it was cool. I I enjoy the mornings, and uh, man, I just love that area. Well, Pete, you know I'm a history buff. I love... I'm kind of a geek about some of that stuff, and uh, it's
0: like right there in the backyard. It's in the
1: backyard, and yeah. what's cool is uh, Sammy getting kind of interested in it and, and eating some of that stuff up too. And my wife, she'll be honest with you; she'll tell you that growing up in Williamsburg, she just didn't, uh, I didn't appreciate the history that was mm. that was in her backyard. I mean, literally. You know, Colonial Williamsburg is a five-minute drive from from her house, the house that she grew up in. <laughs> um, Jamestown's right around, like, about the same distance the other way, and so you got you got all that history there. And I it never, I love going to CW, Colonial Williamsburg, and just just checking it out, walking down, seeing the governor's mansion and and the Capitol building. But uh, I did something this time with the girls that I'd never done before. I went to I went to Jamestown and uh learn you know so i kind of know a little bit of the story of jamestown but uh, it was fascinating um, and sad at the same time, kind of hearing the story. You know a little bit about the Jamestown, and
0: well, I mean, I, if you start talking about it, yeah. I'll remember. So I mean,
1: you know, there was, you know, they settled in in like 1609. It's the whole Pocahontas, you know, Pocahontas yeah. has got that tie in there. Oh yeah. But you know, so we're going through the artifacts in the museum there, and you know, they're talking about how they were just starving to death, and you know, they started eating their dogs and their horses, and then even cannibalism and stuff, and it's just. I'm looking around and I look at Crystal and I go, "What is, you know, Crystal's were, your wife?" "My wife." Well, I'm yeah. like, "What were they think? I mean, they're surrounded by the James River, which is full of fish. Hmm. You know, they're in the wilderness, there's deer everywhere." Uh, I'm like, "How are these people starving to death?" Hmm. You know, I mean, it just it didn't make any sense to me hmm. And uh, reading through the history, you kind of go back and you, they sent so how many of you have seen the Titanic, right? They had first class and they had, you know, the lower class right. and the steward. The steward? I don't know. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. And, But the top, the first class was, you know, they were like, they, they expect to be weighted on hand and foot. It's the gentlemen, right? Right. But they don't know how to do anything. Right. They're, they were, they require their servants to bring their food. And I think that's what, that's what happened. Hmm. So they settled Jamestown with all these gentlemen, however you want to call it. But they had no skills. Hmm. They had no survival skills. Hmm. So they didn't know how to trap trap rabbits or kill deer or catch fish. Or, so they just started starving. Well, today.
0: sometimes God uses famine to get our attention. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, so sometimes he, he, he might there. be saying,
0: hey, there's I'm, cl- I'm sending a clear message. I'm the one that provides the food. I'm the well, one that helps. Thank maybe, you for
1: bringing that back to a biblical. Seriously, thing. seriously, no, it's good though.
0: I mean, maybe what's happening is maybe all of that was around them. They were just blind because they weren't drawn upon the Lord. Maybe I don't they, know. Maybe there's a part of that. No, there's he true. always wants the the. the I think there's a lot
1: of truth to that, yeah. and it just that's really what just hit me. Being there was. What is first of all? What is wrong with you, people? How are you starving to death in this environment? So know, it's not maybe, like they're in the middle of the Sahara Desert or anything. Right. They're surrounded by resources, hmm. and they're starving to death. Hmm. So, I, I don't know. It, I always it, think it there's a me.
0: spiritual side to, to everything. There, so who I knows? think there was.
1: What a difference! I mean, the two stories, and we won't get into it today, but the two stories between the difference between um, Jamestown and Plymouth Rock. You know, they're just they're totally different. They were settled for different reasons, hmm. different uh, outcomes, and and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a show for another time right there, right? yeah,
0: that's exciting. I mean, it's it's history. I love history and I read history stuff all the time and the way that I look at history is always through the biblical perspective. And so I've studied church history. It's so funny. I've studied it a lot and I still feel like I don't know anything. Right? It's like the more that I open up or the more that I research, I still I just don't know, you know? It's like I'm still learning.
1: That's how I feel about the Bible, Pete. The more I know, <laughs> the more I realize I don't know.
0: I think that's always going to be the case. I mean, that's just <laughs> Wait, We're never gonna going to get apart. there. You're never going to learn it all? One day when we get to heaven, we can ask the Lord all of those questions and learn everything. It's so true.
1: And it's really, I think that's how God is too. It's like the, the... the same exact thing the more you know about him the more you realize you you don't know yeah it's like we don't know what we don't know yeah. right
0: when you're young you have all the answers right as I, you as I you did. learn yeah as you get older you start realizing um not so much no you really don't <laughs> i mean to, to act like you have all the answers and to act like you know dogmatically everything oh is, it's come so on. true
1: when i was 18 i knew everything <laughs> so
0: I just true. I just did a study yesterday on um, the that the book of Revelations was not written in the year 95, that it wasn't a late writ, that it was actually written before Caesar Nero invaded in 8070. It was written in maybe 68 or so. And as I was reading that and I was going through it and I was just studying all the things that possibly could be true, that this was an early right, it changes the whole interpretation of the book of Revelation it changes everything because it could be talking about AD 70 it could be Nero could be the antichrist it could have been the destruction of the temple because it kept talking about how everything was at near everything was close it was always at hand and so what is that talking about that means that it's going to happen quick that's the what this you know the study was showing i don't know I, I really got, got confused, and I know there's people back there that probably know, I mean, if, if IB was listening, he's like, no, that's not true, it's a later date, but, you know. <laughs> Shout but, out to IB. But, but, it's, but, but seriously, I'm always learning. There's so much to learn, and it's like you know, it's like you take you take in certain things. You can you meditate on it a little bit. That's one of those things that doesn't divide us. That's one of those things that you know, it's no big deal. We can still take the truth that is said in the scripture in Revelation, and we can still grow from that and learn from it. Um, but it sure opened my eyes to seeing things maybe a little bit differently. And uh, it was fascinating. So anyway, talking about that. There you wow. go. <laughs> That's a whole just, other show. We media. are
1: lining up the topics for, for shows. So, uh, you know, guys, I wanted to just kind of mention to you, we always do this at the end of the show, but I wanted to do it kind of at the beginning of the show today, just to give you a reminder. But we would uh, just really appreciate it if you would uh, subscribe to our, our Facebook channel, Um if you're watching us on on or on youtube i apologize on youtube if you're watching us on facebook make sure you hit uh, hit like and share with your friends um, you know it just maybe it brings up a discussion topic a way for you to kind of hey these nutty guys on uh, on this podcast you guys should check this out but it to give you an opportunity to do that but just share it and uh, again we always ask that you put put something in the comments tell us where you're from tell us something about the show that you liked give us a show idea for the future um or you know you can or you can respond to to pete's uh, date dateline on on <laughs> revelations and and tell him where he's wrong or or right so but we would love to hear from you. And it's just a great way for us us to get some feedback. But it, Everybody likes to hear feedback, well, right? Yeah, we if, do too.
0: If the Holy Spirit is moving in your heart and there's something that we say that will that touches your life, it's yeah. going to touch somebody else's life. That's right. So share it and, uh, and uh, share the love. Share the love. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into today.
1: All right. So... Um, yeah, we've got. We're gonna bring a, a kind of a tough topic to light today, Pete. And uh, I think for a lot of people, they're gonna be like, "Whoa, we can't talk about that." But we're gonna talk about it anyway. And uh, we we believe this uh, that the Holy Spirit is gonna help some people uh, today by bringing this topic to light. And uh, so let me. I'm gonna share the the show topic. Pete's gonna pray for us, and then we'll just jump right into it. So the show title is "Why Men and Women Struggle with Sexual Sin." There we said it. So, Pete, let's, uh,
0: wow. All yeah. right, let's do it. Lord, All right, let's do it. We uh, surrender to you now. And, Lord, we are not uh, adequate or, Lord, uh, even feel worthy enough to be speaking about something that affects so many people. That's right. And so, Lord, we will uh, humble ourselves willingly, Lord, unto you. Lord, we want to surrender this uh, conversation to you. We want you to have full ownership and control over it. And Lord, more than anything else, we ask, Lord, that you would just speak to our hearts, Lord. Each one that's listening, that you would uh, pierce us, that you would open our eyes to maybe things that we're vulnerable to, Lord, and help us to navigate through it, to to shift, to to change, to adjust, Lord, and to uh, find freedom, Lord, that that's only found in you. And uh, I pray, God, that you would speak to us now. I pray that you would open our hearts and our eyes now to be able to receive uh, this message that is uh, so devastating, uh, America, so devastating, the world today. And so, Lord, we give you praise now. We give this show to you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
1: So um, everywhere we look, we see the word sex. Sexual immorality is not only blatant, it is subtle at the same time magazine articles books tv shows movies video games are enticing us every day even provocative dressing in church can distract even the most consecrated minds lust sex and porn these are topics that are typically only associated with men when speaking about sexual sin we immediately assume most males struggle throughout their lives estimated at about 75 percent of men in the church but what if I told you that two out of every four women in the church also struggle with sex temptation and addiction? In fact, 90% of women responded in a survey to having sexual temptations as frequently as every day. Um, wow! Yeah. So those numbers kind of blew me wow. away too, when I was reading that.
0: Wow. We pro- we're going to go into a lot more statistics, but I, as as we're just as I as we're going through this and we were trying to process this. There's this, the statistics, these numbers might be low. I mean, when someone is asked if they're struggling with sexual sin, most people, especially if they're in the church, they're going to shut down. They're not going to want to admit this. This is like one of those things that. You just don't want to talk about and um it's 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 devastating um the body of christ and not just that the numbers are as high or, or equal as with the world that do not understand uh the moral compass that the bible gives and in that are they're still falling into the temptation into what's happening um, but I was—I mean, we're, let's just read some statistics here to kind of put this in perspective. The Barna Group did a survey and said 79% of men and 76% of women aged 18 to 30 say they viewed pornography at least once a month. In the same age group, 63% of the men and 21% of the women have viewed pornography seven times several times a week. Now, this was done in 2014. So, fast forward to 2000. Uh, 21 and I'm sure that number higher and I'm also thinking that even in the survey um, there's people that are in denial. They, they say, oh, I don't struggle with sexual sin. I don't do that. I, you know, But if they really started analyzing their life, how many times they might have fallen to maybe lust or a fantasy or even viewed pornography or researched it, it's higher. And a lot of people are just in denial. But out of that, 57% of the pastors admit to struggling with porn. That number I know is higher.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Say that again?
0: They said 57. This is by the puredesire.org they put this out but 57% of pastors admit to struggling with porn that's a higher number that that's that's something that pastors can't share this with other people who's the pastor going to hey guys i'm sharing this it's, it's hard for them yeah. they don't they need to have that accountability but that's the number is higher it's one of those things that satan can use because the pastor can secretly you know, hide it at times. It's one of those sins, he, if he's a drug addict or if he was an alcoholic or whatever, that's gonna be noticeable. But this is one of those secret sins that, that can get pastors. Here's another one, 30% of the pastors who report they've had an affair or sexual encounter with somebody in their church. So I mean, it's it's if you look at how many pastors, if you watch the news and you look at how many pastors that have fallen and that are falling all the time, it's crazy. This is one of those sins that are just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's destroying the church. It's destroying the family. Um I me, mean, Pete. S- you, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, you just you
1: saying that, you, you see it the headlines all the time, and every time it happens, you're like, "How can you know? How can that happen?" But now it's almost like there's this hidden under this thing that nobody sees is going on. So you're reading these numbers and like you said, I don't think it's gotten better in the last seven years. So you you're probably right. Those numbers are even worse. But man, that just what, what a problem we have out there that needs to be addressed.
0: Everything is towards geared towards that. So like perfect example, I was on, I was doing uh, researching, I was on Fox News the other day. And as I was going through, they had this picture of Britney Spears. And it says in the title was something like she outdid herself with a, a raunchy topless picture. See info in the bio or something like that. I, I don't know it. But in my past, I would get, I would struggle with that. That would have been a lure for me. That would have been a trigger for me that I would push and then I would go into research it. So it's, it's, that's how easily Satan can get in. And for a girl, it could be like a romantic novel or it can be a, you know, a chat room where they're talking to somebody that's giving them, you know, saying how wonderful they are. Or they have a friend that's in their life that a guy that's so, is cute and he just, he speaks these words that your husband or, or your Mm -hmm. boyfriend doesn't speak to you or whatever that is is. And it's, it's so easy to get caught up into that. But 87% say that no, that no one in their life is helping them avoid the pornography. And 54% of those couldn't even think of anyone who could help them. So think about that. 84% of people that are struggling with pornography, do not, there's nobody right now in their life that's helping them navigate through this. So they have nowhere to turn. No. And they don't go to the pastor because they probably think, oh, I don't want to, you know, share this with the pastor. I'm embarrassed. I don't want him to know. Oh, I've been serving in the church for 25 years, you know. He'll be shocked. Yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> gonna, I'm going to lose my position in the church, right? So 84% of people surveyed said they, they, do, they have no one they can go to. And 54% of those people don't know anybody, period. They don't, just don't know anybody. I
1: was reading, and, and we'll talk a lot about uh, Josh McDowell's report, um, and we'll actually put links in our Facebook and yes. on the YouTube, so you'll be able to, you'll be, uh, you know, a lot of this information that we're getting is from this report. It's a 1,700-page report, so you know, <laughs> um, good luck going through that. But um, it's just, there's a lot of great information, and we're going to reference that a lot today, so we wanted to attach those links. But I was reading um, that... The majority of the issues that pastors are dealing with in counseling are related to this. Yes. So, I mean, that's just right there. I mean, yes. you think, and another stat that really just jumped out at me, and I got some more things I wanted to share with you as well, but it was in, in marriages where one or both of the people involved in the marriage are addicted to pornography, the odds of them going out of the marriage and cheating and, you know, and, uh, being you know unfaithful in that marriage, it triples. It triples. So I mean, just that alone would be enough to say you know this is dangerous and you need to stay away from it. But here I want to throw some numbers. These just blew me away, Pete. um, Did you you know what a zettabyte is?
0: No, but I'm learning this morning what that is. I have <laughs> yeah, never heard that I don't before. Know zeta- so, yeah. I
1: don't know what a zettabyte is either. That's geek talk. But that's geek talk. But all I know is I. Th- and I deal with geek stuff. I think it's it's a thousand petabytes. So what's a petabyte? That doesn't help me either. Right? So I'm like digging into it. But here here's a way to put it into perspective. Um, and this is for so Josh McDowell did this report in 2018, but he's he's these are stats from 2016, and we know how technology expands. So this is in 2016. Um, again, they estimate in 2019 that uh, global traffic on the internet uh, for, for, for porn related stuff will reach 2 zettabytes per year. Now what does that mean? One zettabyte, listen to this, is equivalent to 36,000 years of high definition video. Did you hear that? That's amazing. 36,000 years. A, incomprehensible. In fact, it, it's equivalent to Netflix entire catalog. Being played, so every movie that's on Netflix being played thirty one hundred and seventy seven times in I think it was just three minutes. Oh my three gosh. minutes. That's insane. That's how much data and how much is going into it and how much of this is being dedicated to. The to porn into uh, the sexual the sex industry and man it's just just crazy crazy numbers and we could go on I mean Josh puts I mean he's got page after page after page of of stats and then he even more disturbing he goes into how much of this is being viewed by uh, kids you yeah know? and it just oh it just makes you sick and so he's just going through the numbers but again we got we got to talk about this stuff I mean it's not. Uh, our kids are being exposed to this. They're, you know, I was reading that it's like two thirds of all kids at the age twelve have a cell phone. Yeah. And anybody with a cell phone today has access to all of this. Yeah. I mean, they have access. Remember, remember when we were kids and we had the Encyclopedia Britannica would come by. Yeah. I mean, we would have to to do a research paper. We would go in and it would be like twenty seven books, and you'd have to pick the and book with the right she. letter. <laughs> and yeah. And that's how we would have to do reports. Yeah. But our kids today and us as well i i'm not just putting this on the kids but our kids have access to all the information basically ever created and a lot of that information includes um, porn and and just really dangerous stuff that at their fingertips in a fraction of a second i mean just go back 20 years ago you know i, I what if you were trying to you know you're trying to download a picture it would take you know 3 yeah. minutes to download yeah, a picture yeah prodigy it take forever. Prodigy, right? Yeah. You still have your Prodigy email address? I don't. I got rid of mine. But um, imagine just trying to load, a, download a picture back then. It would take forever. It was almost impossible. But now our kids have access to video on demand of anything they want to see. And uh, There was a
0: survey and, uh, in this thing. The survey said that um, youth pastor after youth pastor um, did like a secret survey or something within the kids if they were exposed to... Um, pornography, or watched the pornography, seen pornography, all of that, and a hundred percent, time after time after time, ages twelve to twenty-one, these kids all hundred percent were saying that that's this. They hundred percent, hundred percent.
1: Yeah, they're being exposed to it
0: hundred percent. So it's 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 the danger. It's it's destroying our, the world. It's destroying our moral compass. Um, and we're going to get into this maybe a little bit more. But it's it's absolutely. Devastating um, the the mental, the psyche, the the physical. Um, we could talk about how it destroys the body from the inside. Um, by the mind, the mind, everything. Did you have something else you were going to
1: say? Yeah, I, I want to share one more stat because you know some people might be thinking, well, this is a Christian podcast, and you know, the, yeah, the, you're talking about the world and the problems, probably not as bad in the church. Nope, it's just I, as bad or worse, man. These numbers just blew me away. So this is these are people who call themselves Christian. These are Christian men. Um and so listen to these stats. Christian men who actively, actively seek out pornography. Ages 13 to 18. These are our kids, right? 81% of our teenage kids, 13 to 18. Actively. Are actively seeking, seeking out. out. So that's not that oh they've come across it or seen it, or popped up on their news feed, whatever. These are kids that are actively searching for. 81% and the numbers do go down a little bit as the ages go up which I guess makes sense because of, I think the technology you know I heard a said in a, a pastor in the last couple of weeks where he was talking to 20 um, somethings about pornography and you know he pulled out his phone he's like guys you know i'm not blame you didn't create this monster but i know you're you're stuck in it and and so he was sharing these things so in that, in that age group 18 to 24 76% actively seek it out 25 to 39 65 percent so you see numbers don't go down real fast and then ages 39 to 60 almost half are seeking out pornography seeking it out again this isn't i mean i don't know anybody that hasn't been exposed to it hasn't seen it i've seen it um you can't you almost can't miss it it's it's on billboards it's in magazines it's it pops up on your commercials and TV. I was watching the Olympics last night and beach volleyball comes on. And you're like, come on, that's not pornography. Well, I mean, these poor girls are like bouncing around half naked. Uh, I literally had to turn the channel. I mean, because it was distracting and uh, you know I saw some some people po- posting on Facebook about the difference in the, the outfits and you know what that means and that's a whole nother show as well but man it's all around us is the point and um, Pete was talking about triggers you know some things will, will set you off and you know we gotta be careful I know for me personally it's you know uh, short shorts is that's a trigger I gotta be careful I have gotta I'm like Pete teaches me all the time point it bounce your eyes mm-hmm. you know what they you know, job says I like, you know he mm-hmm. can quote the verse for you but mm-hmm we've got to learn and I think the the way that I address it anyway and then we'll jump into this this story is uh, the way I address it is I try so hard to just focus I say no Jesus you know in Jesus name no don't go to a bad place on that and I like to think you know hey how can I share the gospel with that person does that person know you Lord and that's that's kind of how I kind of bring it back home so it works for me try it if it you know, if you're if you're distracted when you see beautiful women walking down the street.
0: Talking about full blown addiction. So there's people that watch or look at stuff once a week, maybe other week, once a month, maybe every six months or whatever, in the sexual perversion of it, but daily provision or daily addiction. So the CIA put out something and they said about about four million people daily are using drugs in the United States. This is just the United States. About four million. Compared to at least forty million people that are watching porn daily in the United States just try to try to just grasp that so yeah men and women this is this is men and women so it's about 40% women and 60% men but this is about this is so 4 million are doing drugs and daily okay this is high cord high addiction and 40 million regular users of porn. That's so,
1: I mean, that's like 12% of the population it's is addicted on a daily
0: basis. Daily basis. Wow. That's not talking about statistics of, of a monthly or weekly, because there's a lot of those users out there, but this is on a daily basis. So, all right. Well, let's switch gears. So, with that, we, we brought in women, and we wanted to do that because um, most stuff, information that's out there has been geared towards men, because men have been the one that, that have struggled the most, you know, supposedly in the past, but it's caught up, and And um, the statistics are now showing that women are struggling just as much with this as the men are. And the difference is the women feel shame. How could I, what's wrong with me? Why would I, why am I struggling with this? Why do I keep having these fantasies? or Why do I keep going through that? And they really, they. I mean, men have more outlet, more places to get help than women does. And more there's resources. More resources. Yeah. And so um, we want to talk to the women today. And so we're going to kind of, let's break down a story that we've read online and um, of a lady that was just sharing her heart, but her ministry now is to help these ladies um, that are struggling with this. And, but in order to do it justice, I felt like it would be kind of weird if we read this story. Very weird. Yeah. So let's have a lady do that. (laughs) And so we're going to have our producer, Christine, welcome Christine to the show. Thank you, Christine. Hi. So why don't you go ahead and just read this and then you can, you just, we can just talk about it afterwards and, and kind of break it down. So go ahead and read this story. So this is a real life lady story that struggled with sexual sin. Go ahead.
2: First off, for women, the idea of emotional intimacy and sensuality can be a lot more tempting than a naked body. Like many who also struggle with lust and masturbation, I felt shame beyond imagination. Paul's aching question in Romans 7.24 put words to my feelings. Wretched man that I am, who will set me free from this body of death? I knew it was wrong and I wanted to stop but I didn't know how to take hold of victory and be free from this habit. So I stayed silent. I kept my secret and vowed that I would take it to my grave. Unfortunately, we cannot hide our sins from the Lord Jesus Christ, as it says in Hebrews 4.13. As I got older, I became desensitized Desensitized, (laughs) to the Spirit's conviction, and my heart was hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Shame took a backseat to realization, it's not that bad. It's not like I'm having actual sex. Borrowing from a culture that preached that masturbation was a good thing, I talked my weight out of holiness and gave in to temptation. When someone would ask me how I was doing spiritually, I would lie. When someone asked me what I was doing in my room so much, I would lie. Dishonest, dishonesty allowed my secret sin to continue for years, expanding into other forms of sexual sin, and there was so much that I kept concealed. But one day, it all blew wide open, and I couldn't hide anymore because of a holy, loving father that does not allow his children to continue in deceit. Psalms fifty-one-six tells us, Behold, you desire truth in the innermost being, and in the hidden part of you will make me known wisdom. I began seeing a Christian counselor who helped women living in sexual sin, and I opened up to my family and friends. Gradually, facing my sin became less and less scary. I felt less and less alone. I found that many other women struggled with porn and masturbation. It wasn't just a guy's problem. It was affecting people I knew who had been struggling in silence for years, just like I had. Through open and honest conversations, the Lord showed me freedom I had never experienced before. Over time, with the help of my counselor and others, I became aware of certain triggers that led me toward temptation. Boredom, stress, and my monthly hormonal changes played a big part in that pattern I had lived in for many years. If I was experiencing any of those triggers, I knew I had to take great care to be prayerfully on guard against the enemy. Instead of letting myself lounge around, I tried to get up and do something to distract my mind, as Ephesians 5:14 through17 says, "If I got stressed, I put I had to put away my old coping mechanisms, Ephesians 4:22 through24, and replace them with prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving. Philippians 4:5 through7. When I felt the hormones washing over me every month, I would remind myself that Jesus is Lord over all creation. I was created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together, including my physical body, Colossians 1, 16 and 17. If he truly is the Lord of the Universe, he could give me the grace to help in my monthly time of need. Hebrews four sixteen.
0: Wow, hmm. wow, that was awesome. Any thoughts on that, Christine or Bob?
1: Well, the thing that jumped out to me was the shame part of it. <laughs> that she felt she felt shame, and that's why she had nothing but to do nothing to do but to hide it. In fact, she says she's gonna take it to her take it to her grave. And I, man, I think. Not just sexual sin, but I think all sin works that way. I mean, it's just, just, it's it's a vicious cycle. And especially with sexual sin, I think people get into it, and there's a there's a shame. And then, because shame drives you to sexual sin, it's a vicious circle that just, or cycle. that just keeps going back and forth, and you just get deeper and deeper and deeper until, like she said, that she just woke up and one day that, uh, you know, I need to get out of this. I need to get help. Yeah. and I think there's just millions and millions of people that are that are in this boat right now and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are are in this in this boat right now and they just don't know how to get out
0: she mentioned um that towards the end she finally realized there was triggers that was causing her yeah. to fall into that and um, what porn is or to fall into sexual sin it is it is a substance or something to fill a void. And so if there's something in our lives where we're struggling or where there's a emptiness or where there's a lack of something, we then fill this with a, 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 a an addiction. We fill this with something to help fill that void, to help us be numb to whatever we're experiencing. So if it was boredom, it gives us entertainment, it brings arousal, it brings a a, a quick fix, a quick hit, you know, sort of speak, like addictions. Um, triggers are something that, um, sometimes you need help walking through. So like with a spouse to help you, or it's something to really, help bring to light when you're struggling so um, with her it was stress monthly harmonial changes Um, she started to realize that every time she started going through that when she was bored or when she had that she would then fall to the temptation to do some sort of sexual sin and um, and so like for my life a trigger um, perfect I'll just use what happened with me yesterday so we were finishing up the study of this show and uh, we did a lot of deep dives on this we've done a lot of research to make sure that we were well equipped today but by doing that satan was trying to intervene there was a a topic that was in one of the research papers that we were reading and i and i researched it and it was one of these porn ladies that was in it i had to get off it right away but the temptation was there it was there and then towards the end one of my triggers that i've found is as the end of the day it's usually around three or four in the afternoon um I would I would get um I guess I get tired my mind gets tired and then it just starts racing and so one of the I've learned that that's a trigger and so sometimes my searches after that might not be um, good and so I've learned to get up from my t- my my chair I walk away from the computer um, I then go into a play I go into a time of prayer I'll listen to a message um, a podcast or something that's going to elevate and, and help me draw close to the Lord I would go into worship and and yesterday that's what I Did yesterday I went to my room, I opened up my blinds, I looked out the window, and uh, I turned on some messages, and I just spent time with the Lord. But if I did not do that, I would have fell in like this lady fall, and so. If you're listening to this, um, this is a huge. She really, she killed it. She nailed it here. And and we need to be honest with ourselves. You need to be honest with yourself. You need to ask yourself, what are triggers? Ask yourselves, what emotion am I feeling in this moment? Why am I being triggered? Why am I trying to return to old habits? Why do I feel powerless against my current challenge that I would need to self-medicate to help myself? Have I shut down my imagination? Am I feeling stressed? Am I bored? What am I truly longing for? And we need to get to those, we need to ask those questions. If if you're listening to this right now, maybe stop the podcast, rewind it back, and, and go through those questions again, and meditate on those, and, and really ask yourself what is happening why are you every time that you fall sure every time that you fall to this temptation every time you have to ask yourself what is going on right now what is that trigger And 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 then we have and we're gonna talk about it we have to learn to lean on the Holy Spirit for that but Bob any thoughts
1: it, the thing that really stood out to me when she was talking um, was well two things she said the shame shame took a backseat to rationalization mm. it's like you don't even you start not even thinking clearly or you just start making up excuses to justify the action that clearly, if you stood back for a second, wouldn't make any sense, right? And then the other thing that's that i circled and it kind of really stood out to me was that you just you need to distract your mind yeah. when when those triggers happen you need to do something you need to change something you need to distract your mind go running you know go grab a book or go get just do get up go to your room and listen to worship service yeah. do something to distract your mind and get away from those triggers but like you just said if you don't recognize those triggers it's gonna to be too late. You're already gonna be into it. So Well
0: perfect example. Us guys struggle and girls struggle with this is too when they when guys are half naked at the beach and, and they have great abs and, and so forth and so they're emotionally charged when So they like see when that. you're at the beach. Of course, and staring that's, that's at that's you. It. Yeah, yeah. But with us guys, there's a lot of girls that wear bikinis or G strings or different things and when we're at the beach what we do, and again, this is part of my trigger, and so I've learned. So when we go, we're looking for the family section. That's good. <laughs> and so we're looking for who can we set up camp where there's more kids and there's more people. We're not, um, we're not looking for who are the hottest girls that are here, or or you know where are the the hunks at, right? We're 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 navigating on purpose to put ourselves in a position. But let's say, for instance, that all of a sudden one of these these people walk by us. We acknowledge, hey, that's in front of me right now. I'm, I'm actually seeing that. And it is pretty, and I want to stare at that, but I know that that's not the healthiest and best choice. That's right. And so as Job taught us is that we bounce our eyes. We, 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 tr- we, we recognize that's a trigger. We recognize that that's not what God wants. It's going to quench the spirit. That's going to hurt our relationship with the Lord. It's going to hurt our testimony. It's going to hinder our intimacy with our wife. It's going to hinder our intimacy with our husband. It's going to cause damage in my mind and mental. It's going to cause damage within my body and eat away at it. It is not healthy psychology says that. So because I now believe all that, but more importantly, I want to please God. I'm going to bounce my eyes and I'm now going to change the subject. I'm now going to distract myself. I'm now going to change the subject and talk about other things that get my mind off of that. And so that's in everything that we do. We have to just learn to consistently do that over and over and over again. We have to take one bad habit and replace it with one good habit. And once we start doing that over time, it's just a natural thing. It, it is extremely hard at first. It is it is virtually impossible without the Holy Spirit's help. You have to plead with the Holy Spirit to get you through it. But it is possible, and there is hope here. But
1: Josh has an analogy in, in, in the research, and he, he puts it like this. He's like, it's like putting a a, a satellite into orbit. It's really hard work at first. You got to get it on that rocket. And it takes all kinds of energy to get it to get it off the earth and into the atmosphere and into orbit. But once you get there and you get into orbit, it's very easy to to stay there. You know, it takes a lot less effort to keep it there. But that first part, man, it's tough to get started. So um, we want to give some people some solutions, right?
0: Yeah. So let's get into our, our the next point. So there's two main questions that we want to help answer. So why am I consistently falling to sexual temptation? And what is going wrong? And, and so we're going to give kind of five areas of why that's happening. What's what's taking place um, right now? So um, I'll go ahead and just read the first one. It's, it's a lack of prayer life that will cause you to fall to sex, sexual temptation. So... If um, if you really examine your life, if you are addicted to porn, if you are addicted to fantasy, um, you know, girls are more about the emotion, more about the fantasy. Guys are more about the physical. Girls do like the physical as well. But if you have these these areas of shortcoming and you're consistently falling into them, I would bet a billion dollars that your prayer life is not where it needs to be. And um, when Paul said that to pray without ceasing, what he was saying is that he always had an attitude of prayer. He was in constant communion with the Father. And, um, and it, not necessarily like always praying for themselves. The Bible says the prayer of a righteous availeth much. But he was always thinking about praying for other people as well. Always bringing everything, capture, capturing our thoughts, captivate, cap, um, surrendering everything over to God in prayer as you were going through life. Um, prayer life is essential. Um, there's so many people that are probably listening right now that are um, do not understand the power of prayer. They do not recognize that the sword of the Spirit or the the weapon of choice is our power of prayer, that God is the one that fights our battles, that God is the one that brings victory. We have to be in communion and position ourselves to allow the Spirit to operate and to work, and that is through prayer. And if we don't do that, we're, we're missing a key ingredient to success. It's 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 something that will hinder us. 1 Corinthians seven five says, "Do not deprive one another, except perhaps by agreeing." Oh no, that, we don't like that. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. That's a different one. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have a prayer? Did you have a verse yeah, you were thinking? No,
1: something I wanted to share. And this, man, you know, they they tell you to you know get the word into kids because or raise a kid up in the right way because they'll never depart from it. Well, when I'm tempted or you know things, my mind's just not right. And I want to get back straight. I had this verse that I learned in, uh, I think, Vacation Bible School as like a teenager, and it, it was, and they put it to a song. It's Psalm 25, hmm. and but they put it to a song, sing and it. and that's how I remember. Well, I love sing it, but it's it's unto you, O Lord, do I lift up my soul, and then it repeats unto you, O Lord, of my soul. Oh my God, I trust in thee. Don't let my enemies triumph hmm. over me. Mm-hmm. So. I've learned that 40 probably 40 years ago and that is still <sighs> a mechanism that I use to kind of reset my mind hmm. so when I'm in situations like we talked about you know triggers and stuff like that or I see a, you know I see a beautiful woman that's you know attractive instead of going down that road of uh, you know uh, seeing them as an object you see them as a child of God amen or, or and someone for yeah in pray for him. yeah and and you, my thought process and I think all of our thought process should be, does this person does this person know Jesus? But the world wants us to, you know, to objectify them and to think of them as a sexual object instead of a child of God. Yeah. And so when I fail at that, when I'm looking, I'm like, wow, you know, that's a beautiful woman and your mind goes the wrong way. That's one of the things that I do. And it goes back to the word of God. It's the same way. That I think Jesus he would he would fight the devil's temptation. He would always go back to the Word of God. Always, always, yeah. And I until you were just saying that. I, I subconsciously maybe I, I do that and I sing that song but that's what made me think of that I had to look it up mm-hmm. I'll look up the actual verse make sure I had it right but I just sing that that song and it just makes all the difference and it resets your focus
0: Satan is always on the prowl so wherever you're at Satan is going to attack he his his sole purpose is to destroy you is to rob you of your joy his only job is to defeat you and so if he's using this as a tool to get you so you're at the beach Satan wants you to stare. Satan wants you to lust. Satan wants you to fantasize. Satan wants you to do something that's that's against God's perfect will. Yeah. And so how you defeat him in that moment is you bounce your eyes and you pray for that person. By doing that, you now are saying, you, you, you sucker Satan, you're <laughs> defeating you you're right now. are going down. So you're taking something that Satan is using for bad and you're bringing the explanation point. And you're using something that God wants you to do for good. And so he is then glorified. So prayer is so, so important. Mark 14, 38 said, watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. The disciples failed to the temptation because they did not pray like Jesus.
1: So good. And honestly, that, that leads right into number two, Pete. And number two is you have to, you have to learn how to crucify your flesh in prayer or lean on, or lean on the Holy Spirit for help. What does that mean? what does it mean it means to me it means thinking of eternal things focusing on eternal things not things that are temporal and and earthly and worldly it's um putting god's will ahead of mine you know the lord's prayer right it's like may may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven you know it's it's looking will this please god does this glorify god
0: what is when i say crucify what am i saying kill destroy you're absolutely you're saying crucify is to absolutely destroy it to completely get rid of it okay so in our flesh we have we have habits that are bad so if we are looking at porn constantly on our our phones we might need to crucify that if we are watching porn on our computers we might need to crucify that if we are watching porn or uh, sensual shows on tv we might need to crucify that So that's what it's saying. You have not learned how to crucify your flesh. And so when the temptation's coming, and if that's the lure, then by prayer, there's no way you could do that on your own. Mm -mm. So this is the difference between the world's methods and God's method. God always wins. God's way will always claim victory. The world's way will, will take you from one substance to another substance. The world's <laughs> way will help you in one area, and then you'll find something else that you're leaning yeah, on or depending upon. You're still up
1: substituting, on. but
0: yeah. God's way sets you free once and for all. That's good. And so you have to learn, you have to tell yourself, what is it that I need to crucify? What is causing me to stumble right now that I need to take out? I need to completely get rid of it. And I need to ask God to help nail, n- get me through that. And that means blood, sweat, and tears sometimes, that means going through detox. That means going through a time of suffering and surrounding yourself with right people to get you through it because you can't do it on your own. Other people to hold your arms up. Other people to to pray with you in the power of God. But I'm telling you, if in your heart you say, enough, I'm done with this, and you surround yourself with God-fearing people that will help navigate and pray with you, you can have victory here. But you have to crucify. I remember the day I crucified things in my life. You have to crucify. It sucks. But with the Holy Spirit's help, you can navigate and get through this. I think what Pete's saying here is, you know, you may have to get rid of your
1: smartphone for a time. Get a dumb phone, right? You may have to unsubscribe to Netflix. You may, I mean, you may have to get rid of the internet or you know I don't have access to internet where you don't have accountability you know close to you um and you know there's and there's there's other resources and and some things you can do I know Pete was we were talking about um, like software programs and covenant things like, eyes yeah, yeah 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 stuff I mean there's there's things out there that can help you we'll have you resources
0: online for but depending
1: you. but depending on where you're at you know in this you may have to make some really, really hard decisions and, and, and do without. That's what I think Pete's trying to tell you about with killing, you know, destroying the flesh and, and destroying these things. Well,
0: Colossians 3, 5, 6 says, Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. Put to death. Well, there you go. Earth, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desires, and covetousness. That, 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 that is, it is a, this, in order for you to be set free here, there has to be a, a, a decision in your mind to crucify that, that whatever it is, to put it to death. And um, it's, you know, the, uh, Mark 7, 20, 23 says, what comes out of a person is what defiles him for from within. Out of the heart of a man come evil thoughts, sexual morality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within. And they defile a person. Wow. And so it's it's in all of us. It's is it we're sitting here, uh not we we have Bob and I are still working through this process. We we we're not we're not coming and say, hey, we're the experts here. We <laughs> we figured this out. But we have learned that there's a way through this, and that is by the power of the Holy Spirit, and that is by us making decisions. Before I leave my house and go to the beach, I have to make a decision that I'm gonna be pure and holy. Before I wake up and go to work today, I have to make a decision in my heart to be holy, to crucify my flesh, to take thought those captive, those, those thoughts that are negative and that are going to bring me down. And so it's, it's a big deal. I mean, this is, this is something that if you're lacking prayer life and you're not praying for these people and you're looking at it and you're not crucifying and you're not putting yourself in the position for success, you're in trouble.
1: Yeah, and Pete, we, we talked about this earlier. It's this is a lifelong thing. I mean, this yes. isn't. You can't just say, "Okay, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lust anymore," and then it's gone. It it just doesn't work that way. It's a lot like sanctification, where you know you you've of con- constantly work on it. No, will it get easier if you do? You know, you, you're following these these tips that we're giving you, and and your walk with with Jesus is getting closer and closer. Absolutely, but it's never gonna be totally. I mean, Satan's just not gonna give up. He's not gonna say, "Oh, I forget it." You know, he. He's got there. I'm just going to leave him alone now. That's, that's not going to happen. That,
0: do, that's not his job. Do whatever it takes to learn how to walk in the Holy Spirit. Surround yourself. Read. Talk to people. Learn how to walk in the Spirit to crucify and to live in victory. And the next one is, is um, if you're single and uh you have the urge for sex you need to pray that god brings you a a person to get married that's right i mean that's that's i mean surround yourself with people that will hold that and pray for you and be there um you have to put boundaries you're gonna have to run from those sexual temptations um someone asked me is masturbation wrong well i always ask the person when if you're masturbating what are you thinking about Are you lusting? Are you fantasizing? Are you looking at porn? Are you doing something? If you're doing that, then yes, the answer is masturbation is wrong. But if there's something, I guess there could be people that could do it without. I don't know. I'm just saying, I'm just saying if it's causing you to do those things, then yes. But from a set, from a, from a person that's single, the temptation to do that is a lot greater because they don't have the access to sex. And, and, and the reason why some marriages mess up is because the, the woman gets home and the wife, the husband gets home and they're tired and they don't want to have sex. They just, they don't want to deal with it. They're just, I'm not tonight, honey. And they just, they lack that. And so the one spouse or the other is going to need it. And so they need to learn that they have to work at sex. Sometimes it's, it's, you got to put the time in, you got to put the effort in. And, in in a lot of marriages are like so angry with each other or they're mad at each other or they're just, there's such an imbalance in their life that they just stop that sex part life and they stop the consistency. And if you're stopping the consistency and they're used to having consistent sex or they don't feel loved or they don't feel valued. Dude, then they're going to start looking for other places. So if you're a follower of Christ and you're in a relationship that there is a bad sex life, that needs to be corrected. That needs to be fixed. You need to get help. You need to get to a counselor. You need to work through that because that is going to be a trap that Satan can use.
1: That's good, Pete. I think this is where that 1 Corinthians 7, five comes in. He yeah. says, if you if you are married, you need to have consistent sex with your spouse. If you are unmarried and you burn with passion, you must refer to point one, which is to pray consistently consistently so th- this isn't I'm not reading the verse actually this is a uh, just our commentary on it yeah but as you gain self-control you will also be prepared for marriage so if you have a strong sexual desire you should be open to marriage you shouldn't seek marriage just to have sex however but your sexual passion is a sign that you should be looking for a partner to marry and back to the to the marriage pete where you were talking about that earlier i heard a pastor say this one time he goes you know no man is ever going to die from not having sex and no woman is ever going to die from not having sex but a marriage certainly will die absolutely it's the glue that holds the marriage together absolutely you know it's that one thing that you share with that person that you don't share with anybody else on the world in the world and it's really really important for a healthy marriage
0: for for older like i've my wife and i have not don't have a lot of that that sexual whatever anymore right but I, but you have to work at it. So we have to say yes. We know it's healthy. We know we need to come together. We know we need to do this. And so you have to work at it. But I always tell people, listen, the backyard is huge. There's so many things that you can explore together as a as a married couple. Don't don't limit what you can do within the sexual in the bedroom. And, and a lot of people, say, well, can I do this or can I do this or can, maybe we'll do another show on all of that. But there's there's so many th- ways to get creative. There's so many things that you can do with your spouse and, and to create excitement and to create fun and, and within the marriage bed and mar- and file. so if you're lacking sex, if you're lacking that you're you're susceptible to temptation to go elsewhere and so that's just a warning sign and so if that's you and there's issues, maybe you're saying no that's not me, we're perfectly fine but these other issues are it, well maybe that's it but this could be one of the issues. Alright let's go on to the next one.
1: Alright number four, tolerating and not fleeing sexual temptation will cause you to, to, to fall. Give us an example, Bob. Yeah, so I, I well, it, I, this is not mine. So Josh tells a story. Are you sure? And, yeah, I'm oh, not going to okay. steal oh, it. No. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, we're going to give them the links. They're going to probably oh, yeah. see it. But it, it, in his report, he gives a he gives a story that I think is a great analogy. Uh, he's, he talks about this very wealthy woman who is hiring a chauffeur to drive her her beautiful Rolls Royce around. Right. So he she gets it down to the final three uh, chauffeurs, brings them all to the house, shows them the driveway and the car car and the house and all that stuff and um, the, she, she's interviewing the first the first chauffeur and she's like so how close do you think you can get to this brick wall without damaging my beautiful Rolls Royce <laughs> and the guy's like I, I could probably get you know a foot away and, and you know it'll be it'll be fine uh, so she moves on to the next the next guy and 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 asks him the same question and he's like I think I could get it to about six inches of this brick wall without doing any damage to your Rolls Royce. So she's like okay and then she interviews the third guy. And the third guy, and the third the third chauffeur, third chauffeur says, "Yeah, I don't know how close I could get to that brick wall without damaging it, but I'm because I respect your your Rolls-Royce, I'm not going to get it anywhere near that brick wall. I'm going to make sure that uh, your Rolls-Royce is kept safe. So guess who she hired? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she hired the the third one. And there's so much truth to that. It's so so many of us, you know, maybe it's our ego or, you know, you we think higher of ourselves than we ought to. But we're like, you know, I can I can play around with this or I can I can test this or I can sample this without it without it burning me, right? and uh you know i've heard the analogy of you know let's be clear sex is a beautiful amazing thing that was incre- that was created by god and and what satan does with with what he does with so many things is he takes what god made for good and tries to destroy it and in so many ways, the the analogy of a, of a of a fire. Everybody loves sitting by a campfire and telling stories, or you know, sitting in their living room by a fireplace and enjoying the enjoying the fire. But if that fire gets out of where it's intended um, to be, it becomes dangerous. If you put it in the middle of the house, it's going to burn your house down. If you put it in, you take it out of the campfire and put it in the woods, it's going to destroy the the forest. It's going to kill and destroy, and uh, Sex is kind of the same way in a, in a, in a lot of ways. If you take it out of what it was designed for for the for the marriage of a man and a woman in in in, a, in that relationship and and you pervert it or you change it and you use it for where it's not desired not meant to be, it will kill and destroy. The, so the
0: the, with the sexual temptation, the Bible is very clear that we should avoid it. Whenever possible, we we should go out of our way to stay away from the, the brick wall. The brick wall. It just <laughs> as far as we can get away, we do that. What we look at directly affects our desires. Matthew six twenty two through twenty three three says that if we are looking at someone that's cute and we're we're flirting with them and that is making us feel good, that's going to cause there to be problem. If we're looking at something online and and it's help filling a void that we have in our life and it's not of god then we have a problem um we have to run from it one reason many people keep falling to sexual passion is they are providing the flesh flesh with too much fuel they're they're just constantly keep it's like the fire supposed to be in the pit the fire isn't supposed to be outside the pit Stop adding feel to it, leave it to where it's at, be content with what you have. Their sinful sexual passions keep burning so brightly because they are tolerating sexual temptation in their life. They like the way it looks sometimes, like woo, look at the fire, it's nice and big, and they like the temptation, they like the feeling. Ooh, wow, but they don't realize they keep doing that, you're gonna have a forest fire. You're going to have destruction. There's going to be pen. There is no way you do not get out of it unscathed. There's no way. There's not going to bring depression, hurt, and pain in your life. There's no way. There's no way. There's a story that I had when I I did the chat thing with a girl one time, and she was emotionally uh, charged, and that's what helped her, right? And she did it, and I fell into the trap, right? Well, somebody at my office found that chat, and they gave it to a pastor friend of mine, and he called me out. And I was like, whoa, dude, it started out as innocent, and I just fell into it. And it was a temptation that this lady needed to have whatever, and it just blew, blew up. But it got back. I got scathed. I got burned. You got burned. And there caused pain. So there's nothing you can do to think that this is going to be okay. We have to run from the temptation. There's got to be something in your mind that, that says, I need to fall on my, my, on my knees, I need to be in prayer, and I need to ask God and the Holy Spirit to get me through that. You know, 1, 1 Corinthians six eighteen says, flee from sexual morality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexual immoral person, this is against his whole body. And our body is the temple. And if it's the temple, we do not want to defile the temple of God by being sexual perversion. So that's that's kind of that take. Any thoughts? You want to go on to the next one?
1: Yeah, let's. I know we're running a little long. Let's jump into number five. <clears throat> minimize your mind. Uh, minimize in your mind the seriousness of sexual sin by doing this. You also minimize the blessing of self control.
0: Well, this kind of goes back to what we were saying. Is if we wake up in the morning and we do not take this seriously. If this is a, if if I was a foodaholic, okay, and I had problems with temptation for food and I did not put myself in a position to not go into the kitchen all the time or to eat the ding-dongs or eat the things, then I'm a glutton and then I'm just in a bad habit and I'm just going to be miserable because I'm eating so much and so forth. Not to say that I don't struggle with it at times, I do. Um, but the same thing goes with sexual sin. The same thing goes with everything. We have to tell ourselves and, and commit our day to, to the lord and to surrender to him and to and to bask in his glory and to meditate on his truth and to spend that time in the word in order for us to have victory here and if we don't take this seriously if we don't say to ourselves i have a problem with sexual sin i have a problem with the temptation i have a problem with doing if we don't tell ourselves this then we're not going to prepare ourselves properly. We're not going to put on the full armor of God to battle this today. And if we go if you're going into a battle without a plan, you're going to lose. We have to know the plan. The plan is okay, if this temptation happens, I'm going to surrender to the God. I'm going to I'm going to pray. I'm going to meditate on truth. I'm going to distract myself. I'm going to be honest with myself and not continue to lie to myself that I got it under control. You don't. Stop. <laughs> you you haven't figured it out you need your help. you need help with the holy spirit and, and the byproduct of that is the blessing that comes oh my gosh it, the the feeling you get when you've been set free the feeling of victory. When you've, you've said no to the temptation, you've turned from their wicked way, and you follow Jesus, and you bask in his glory, and you worshiped him. As Bob said, you, you meditate on a, on a scripture. I meditate on a song. You, you, you do that. God gives you that victory. God gives you that freedom. God sets you free. He fills you with abundance of joy. It just, it, brings, it just brings revival within your heart. It just brings change. It just brings everything. The, the reward is huge. Don't minimize that. It is, it is so important to, to have a plan, to, to attack it face on, but don't attack it on your own. Surround yourself with people. Surround yourself with learning the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit. And don't, don't lose sight of the victory. Don't lose sight of the blessing.
1: So here's the good news. If if you're a child of God, if you if if the Holy Spirit is residing in you because you've asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, um let me share this ver- this is one of my favorite verses in the entire Bible. It's 2 Timothy 1 7 It says, "For God gave us a spirit of fear, uh, not of fear, but of power, love, and self-control." Pete is 100% right. You cannot do it by yourself. Mm. But with the Holy Spirit, but Jesus, you can, yeah. you can do it. Mm. So Pete, you know, maybe there's somebody that stumbled onto the show and they're, they're listening to this and they're, they're stuck in this sin or maybe some other sin and they're hearing about the self-control and this Holy Spirit. And this is all just new to them. You know, um, what would you say to those people?
0: Well, 1 Corinthians ten thirteen says, no temptation has overtaken you. That is not, not common to man, but God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. And so if you're listening today and and, and you heard this message and your heart was pricked, I pray that you would um, repent. I pray that you would say, you know what, Lord, I need your help. I pray that you would do the hard things that are necessary so that you can have victory here. Your marriage is worth it. Your relationship with the Lord is worth it. Um, to fall short here continually when there's a hand ready to help you, when God is there saying, I am here to give you victory is foolishness and stop it and learns and say, God, I need you. I need you desperately and cry out to him and, and, and stop being secret about it. I think that if you're struggling with this, you need to find a friend you could talk to about. You need to let somebody know that you trust that can bring this before the Lord with you and hold you accountable. You know that whole twelve-step program thing. The Sexual Anonymous is out there, but um, it's something that you need to surround yourself with Bible-believing people that to, to help you get through that. And so, if that's you, I pray that that you would just uh, take this seriously. Don't minimize this. Um, once is not okay. So if you only did it once, well, it's not okay. It's 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 just you got to let yourself know that this is you need to pursue capture your thoughts don't fantasize don't do that and if you're listening today, and you just you don't know Jesus, or you just don't know how to um, have victory here, I pray that you would just surrender your heart to the Lord. I pray that you would you would just ask Him into your life. I pray that you would say, God, c- get, help me have victory, Lord. Help me to be uh, saved. Help me to have a relationship with You that's that's intimate, that's alive, so that I can have victory here. If you're if you're listening and you're not you're not a follower of Jesus and you're trying to do this on your own you're, you're it's not it's pointless it's it's futile it's not going to happen You have to have Jesus in your heart to help you get through this. You have to cry out to him. And so if that's you, just pray in your heart, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Lord, forgive me of my stupidity. I recognize that this is a sin that has control over my life. I do not want it any longer, Lord. I want to surrender it to you. I want victory in this. And I know, Lord, that only by your son that I can have that. And I plead this now with you. I surrender this now with you, Lord. I want you only in my life. And I ask for forgiveness and I give this to you now. And so if that's you, and I, I, I pray that you prayed that, and I pray that you, after this, this show, you meditate on God's truth, that you meditate on his word here. Open your Bible, turn to John, read it, read the scripture, find a healthy body, uh, church. And if you have trouble finding that, contact us. We'll connect you uh, at riotpodcast.co. If you did give your life to the Lord, we'd love to hear from you. Go to Riot Podcast at the top. There's a Next Steps, um, or no, it's a No God button. And click on No But God and go down there and, and say, Yes, I gave my life to the Lord and fill that out. And we would love to get in contact with you, get you some materials, and make sure that we're on your side. We'll also be able to get you the material, and Bob will tell us a little bit about that. Now. Yeah,
1: please check out the comments section of, of YouTube and the comments section of, of uh, Facebook. We will put links there are amazing staff will get those in there for you so that uh, you can uh, check out these resources Uh, again we kind of jokingly uh, mentioned it earlier be careful what you search for uh, when you especially you're looking you're looking for help and you can you know go down a a rabbit hole in a hurry so be very careful how you do that Um, but we will put some links in here to some amazing material that will it, it it, it shows the need but it also gives you some help and uh, that that's really really important um, unfortunately there's a lot of people out there that don't think that this is even a problem and uh, I think he's uh, Josh spends a lot of time showing us and showing the world that th- th- there's a big problem here and it's you know it's it's not what it seems there's a there's a lot of stuff going on um, with pornography behind the scenes and, and what it does to your mind what it does to your relationship with your spouse what it does to your relationship with other other people and uh, this is a huge problem in our church and uh big c church and in little c church absolutely it's a a huge issue and um you know if we're going to reach this world for for jesus this is something that needs to be addressed So we love you guys. We uh, uh, just, man, we just appreciate you so much. Thanks for listening to the show uh, on YouTube. Thanks for watching the show. And again, check out the comments for the links. And please share with us what 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 really resonated with you, or you know where you're where you're watching us from. Man, we just love to hear that stuff. And uh, you know we're geeks for that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, so we'd love to hear that. Thank you, team. Thank right. you, staff. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. All
0: right. Be blessed. This has been The Riot Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please feel free to leave a comment and share it with your friends. See you back here next week for another episode of The Riot Podcast.